So I'm in this eye doctor's office, which brings up a story I wanna tell you. It wasn't super long ago that uh, Ellie started experiencing things at school that we were wondering about. Her, her grades and, and, and academic performance they started to decline in a way that we, well, we wondered if it was the new grade, if it was the, the teacher, if it was just how difficult stuff was. So we began to talk to her and process and we couldn't figure it out. And, and then someone recommended, hey, maybe she should go to the eye doctor. And I'm thinking, what's an eye doctor gonna do to help her with her schoolwork? And we learned that, no, maybe, maybe she's having trouble seeing some stuff. So we asked her, hey, are you struggling seeing what all the teacher writes on the board? And she said, yes. We were like, well, why didn't you tell us this? So, so we set up the appointment for all the kids to go to the eye doctor. And then what unfolded is what frankly made us feel like the worst parents ever. So they went to the eye doctor. And as you would expect, the eye doctor says, hey, Ellie needs glasses like really badly. And so they did the whole process and everything with Ellie, trying to find out exactly what she needed, and she got glasses. Now here's what made me feel horrible, okay? So, so we're in the car afterwards, and we're just driving home, and, and she is looking out the window, reading street signs and business signs, like she just came from Mars and is now on planet Earth and reading for the first time ever. And she is literally blown away at all that she can read and see. She just kept saying, this is amazing. This is amazing. In my head, I'm going, we're the worst parents ever. And it was crazy. This simple, simple thing of classes changed my daughter's perspective, quite literally. She had this problem that we didn't know how to fix, but a visit to the eye doctor put her in position to finally be able to be in school, see the board and actually know what's being written to do her homework, no longer having headaches, being able to focus. Here's, we're going into the year 2020. So you've caught on now. I think, I think you and I should lean in to this. In an eye doctor's office, you know, they say 2020 vision is really, really good vision. So going into the year 2020, what if you and I leaned into what are we looking at? How are, how's our vision? I mean, my daughter went from thinking that everything was okay to realizing she had a major problem that was very, very fixable. What if you're in the same situation? That you may think that how you see life, how you're doing life is fine, but you don't know why there are all these problems rising up and why life has been so difficult. Maybe it's a perspective problem. Maybe you and I need to have a conversation at the eye doctor's office. So let's take this conversation, not just how we're seeing things in the classroom or when we're driving and when we're writing. Let's take it deeper. Let's take this, this perspective conversation straight to our hearts. I mean, it's what Jesus did. Let me, let me read something to you. Matthew chapter six. He said, your eye is a lamp for your body. Okay. A pure eye lets sunshine into your soul but an evil eye shuts out the light and plunges you into darkness. I mean, plunges you into darkness. He goes on to say that, that this darkness is, is all about what we're allowing to get into our souls and the eye, our perspective is what he's going after. Our perspective is everything. 
I don't know how, how you've been this past year. I don't know if, if I asked you, hey, how's your year been? You might say, well, it's been horrible, it's been great. Some of you might say, it didn't go perfect, but, but I've got good perspective. Some of you would just say, it felt horrible, it, it seemed horrible, and it is horrible. Here's what's imperative for you and I to recognize, that, that what our perspective is affects our soul. Like how you see things and, and what you're taking in isn't just some physical thing going on. It has everything to do with your soul and your perspective could be off, which means you've got a vision problem. I mean, I've been there, we've all been there, but when we have a vision problem, we begin to, I would say, blame other people or blame other circumstances. Say, for example, you've got a scratch on your glasses and you might believe that everyone you see has a scratch on them when it's actually your glasses that have the problem. That's what we need to go after. I've had this conversation with our kids all the time. It's fun, not really. Where we'll sit them down and we need to deal with something. Whatever we need to deal with. Let's say, let's say one of them got a bad grade on the test. This happened somewhat recently. And I said, hey, talk to me about this. And, and one of our kids said this. Like, well, everyone in my class failed it. Everyone did. I'm like, oh, that's unlikely, but okay. We didn't deal with the fact that no matter what all the other kids in the class did, what, what my kids should have done. It doesn't matter what all the other kids were doing, should have done, what they got as grades. And you know, you've probably had this conversation or someone's had it with you, where oftentimes we get in this game of blaming other people and that's our perspective. Our perspective is my problems in my life or other people, other circumstances, what's happening to me. And since we were kids, we've been doing this and then we grow up. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure we always mature. We, we, we blame the refs. We blame our boss, we blame our spouse, we blame our circumstances, we blame the weather. We I'm, if you and I are gonna have this fulfilling 2020, we've gotta talk about what's going on in our own vision. In fact, there's more said about this in the Bible. Let, let me read it to you, Luke chapter six. How can you think of saying, friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your own eye? You've heard this before. When you can't see past the log in your own eye. Hypocrite. It says that in it. Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log from your own eye. Then perhaps you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Whoa. Is that not right in our normal home kind of environment, that where you and I have got some stuff in our eyes, but we're not paying attention to them. We don't think it's a big deal. I, I asked one of the eye doctors of this office, I, I said, you know, does a person always experience and feel and see what's going on bad in their eye? Do we just wait for the problem to arise in our eye and then we come set an appointment? And she said something, no. In fact, glaucoma is one of those examples. Glaucoma, if you let it continue to go, it begins to kill off things in your eye that cannot be revitalized. So the goal with glaucoma is to catch it early and they can begin to slow it down. But you may not have the symptoms of it. You may not be feeling it, seeing it, experiencing it, but it can happen. I think the same thing happens in our relationships. We may not see or feel 
that the relationship is dying, but it is. And our perspective, how we're treating the other person is killing it. Maybe you may not be seeing all the problems because you're looking at other people. When you and I ought to investigate ourselves, here's what I think. 2020, in order for it to be fulfilling, requires you and I to take ownership of what's going on in our lives. So I wanna share with you a couple things that I think are leading to a lack of health in our perspective. A couple things that I've dealt with and I think you've dealt with, but before we go after them, this is about you. This is about you looking at what's going on in your life. Yes, you've got people around you that aren't perfect, but this conversation, this 2020 conversation, demands that you and I pay attention to what's going on in our own vision. So let's go after a couple things. I think there's a couple main things that in 2020 are gonna really hurt our, our perspective, our vision, things that will make things, things blurry. The first one is what Jesus called multiple masters. In, in Matthew 6, he talks about that if you and I try to serve two masters, it's going to fall apart. He actually says, you can't. You and I do not have the ability to follow two masters. We're going to love one and hate the other. Maybe you've experienced this when you've had a job. I mean, I have. I, I remember I used to stock shelves for an auto parts place. And remember when I got trained, one of my bosses said, all right, David, here's how you do this, and walked me through each of the aisles and how to put the parts where they needed to be and itemize them and make sure everything was exactly where it should be. And I, I was getting it. Then this other guy came in who I guess was another one of my bosses. And, and he said, okay, here's what you do. And he began to unfold a completely different way to do it. And I had this quandary, like, who do I choose? Uh, and and I, I chose one, and I got in trouble by the other, is how that worked. Maybe you've had the same thing. Maybe, maybe you're a student, and you've experienced this at school, where one teacher says, here's how you do this. And then another teacher says, no, 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 here's how you do this. And it, it's, it creates a conflict, and frankly, it makes it difficult to make the right choice that you need to make. You can't serve multiple masters, if you go after this in 2020, if you try to listen to everyone all the time, I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna make decisions and choices and find yourself in places that, that will be full of regret, maybe, maybe even shame. So, who, who are you actually gonna follow in 2020? That's what you gotta resolve. I can help, I can, I can give you direction. The Bible speaks of this in, in Psalm, Psalm 37. The steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. The steps of the godly are directed by whom? The Lord. He delights in every detail of their lives. I think you need to hear that today. He delights in every detail. Sometimes we think, what do I involve God with in my life? According to this, he delights in every single detail of our lives. What do you involve God with? Everything. When you look at 2020 and you're going to look, who am I going to serve? You can't follow multiple masters. He's the best one. So, so you, you involve with the details. Though they stumble, they will not fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. That's the kind of master that he is. Consider this. 
You have a lot of authorities in your life. I do too. You have people in your life that, that mean a lot, that are important to you. But it doesn't mean that you have multiple masters. You shouldn't have multiple people that are the ultimate top level leader in your life. You can only choose one. Some of you, you've chosen the wrong person. 2019, if you looked back, maybe the, the number one voice in your ear was a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Maybe, maybe it was a boss who said, no, you have to work all the time. You have to do this. Maybe the voice was you. Maybe you were the ultimate authority, the ultimate master in your life. I'm telling you, you can go after this, but, but God is the best master, the best leader. If you've got blurry things going on in life, you're like, I don't know what to do. Consider the fact that you might be trying to have multiple masters. That's one of them. There's another one, unresolved hurt. Unresolved hurt will, will, will lead you to where you're, you're not sure what decision to make or how to make it. You have a friendship or, or maybe it's a family member and you've been hurt, it's legitimate, it was painful and you hated it and you've got this hurt but it's unresolved. If you leave that unresolved hurt just there, it will create some problems in your life. So your approach for 2020, let me give you some guidance. Micah chapter seven, where is another God like you? Ooh, big question. Who pardons the sins of the survivors among his people? Who pardons, I love that word. You cannot stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing mercy. You delight in showing mercy so he pardons us. He's pardoned you, he's pardoned me. He's actually got into our lives where he has forgiven us, given us mercy that we craved. He, he does not stay angry forever. So let me ask you, are you gonna stay angry forever? Some of us, you may have just answered out loud, yes. <laughs> you may have actually landed on the place where you're like, yep, yep, I'm gonna stay angry, or, or I don't know how long I'm gonna stay angry. But I bet someone hurt you in 2019. And I bet someone in 2020 is gonna hurt you. So what do we do? Well, if you don't resolve that hurt, your perspective, how you see life, will be skewed, scratched, and blurry. And you'll end up trying to make this fulfilling life happen that you dreamt of. And it won't work because you've got unresolved hurt. So let's land this whole 2020 conversation here. I want you to make a decision. In fact, here in a moment, I'm gonna turn this over to you where, where whoever you're, you're watching this with, whoever you're with right now, friends, family, maybe you're sitting with an enemy, I don't know, I don't know if you've had political conversations with family lately and you're like, well, I don't wanna talk. Here, let me encourage you that, that whomever you are with, take what I'm about to ask you and ask of each other. Literally say, let's talk about this, let's wrestle with this together. Let's look at 2020 with the question. And, and, and if you're by yourself, you're like, I didn't watch this with anyone. Get out a piece of paper, get out your phone, open up the notes app and start writing. Here's the question. In 2020, who are you gonna follow and who are you gonna forgive? Who are you gonna follow? Who's gonna be your master? You can determine that now, by the way. You don't have to wait and say, I'm just gonna see how it plays out. I might be getting a new job or hey, I'm getting married. No, you can determine now who you will follow and, and who you will forgive. 
some of you might be saying, well, I'm, I'm not hurt right now. See, that's the beauty of forgiveness. You can predetermine that you are going to be someone who refuses to stay angry, just like God did for you and I. In 2020, who are you gonna follow and who are you gonna forgive? If you'll ask those questions and answer them, I think your perspective over this next year will be far more clear. I challenge you to do this. In fact, let me pray with you. God, this conversation, I think is appointed by you with your hand on it. Lord, I believe in 2020, it's not just the new year. It's a specific year that you want us to address how we see life, how we see other people, how we see ourselves. Lord, would you help us to be honest in these next few moments? Vulnerable, actually, where we can own up to the people who have hurt us and actually make a list of those that, that we're gonna forgive. We may not feel it now, God. In fact, I imagine many of us don't feel it right now, but Lord, would you help our hearts, help us to make this list of the people we're gonna forgive. And Lord, we, we wanna follow you. Lord, may those who are in this conversation now, who are listening, who are desperately wanting to know what you want and how you, how you wanna use us over this next year, God, will you help us follow you all year long? Take this time and use it and craft the best year that we've ever had all for your glory. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.